66% of our entire Wipro's profitability focus goes on to community. communication skills. It changes everything, right? I come from a Telugu medium background. When I joined Wipro, I could not even speak in English. Mm -hmm. That was my challenge. See, the biggest thing is that do not shy. First of all, acknowledge that you have no problem. Maybe more than I deserve. I feel, uh, I think, you know, looking at some of these packages or promotions, am I really deserving this? Is it not too early? Mm -hmm. My lexicon is too poor. Mm -hmm. It was extremely embarrassing. I could not communicate uh, effectively. And, and you may have noticed in Canada, the last quarter of last year, they started to fight a lot of the people. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the podcast. So in this podcast, we'll be having a conversation with general manager at Wipro, who has been for almost 20 years in Wipro now. So let's welcome Anudeep. Welcome to the show, Anudeep. Thank you so much, Ravi. Thanks for accepting my invitation. So I did got a few questions from my uh, various channels. So I'll be asking those questions in this podcast. So let me uh, start from the first question. So coming to the first one, how did you start your career at Wipro and Bitspilani? So I think you're very quick in uh, starting your questions. But before that, <laughs> thank you so much for the opportunity. And thank you viewers uh, for listening to my story as well as it's a great uh, learning experience. Uh, thank you. Mm -hmm. So coming back to your question, I think it was uh, when I was pursuing my graduation uh, uh, in Hyderabad, mm -hmm. Wipro came to our campus and I've gone through the campus selection. So that's how I was able to enter into Wipro. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a part of my integrated program at Wipro, mm -hmm. so it's not only pursuing the job at Wipro, but also pursuing my master's, which was my dream in software engineering mm -hmm. through, uh, through Bits Pilani. So it was an integrated program, which allowed me to pursue my dream, like working as well as the uh, graduation. That's interesting, uh, Adip. So, well, how was the difficulty level at Wipro? Like, how did you manage your, uh, you know, Wipro as well as your uh, master's? I think in the entire uh, 19 or 20 years of journey, the most difficult period that I had was that first four years mm -hmm. where throughout the week you have to do your job and over the weekend you do have to pursue master's mm -hmm. uh, with bets, which is a very tough curriculum. And uh, you cannot fail. If you fail in bets, then you lose your job. If you fail in your job, mm -hmm. then you lose your bets as well. So there's so much of pressure that created because of the integrated program. And uh, maybe that's also helpful for me because I've gone through the toughest part of my journey mm -hmm. and all the other years are actually feeling better. I think uh, that's really tough time for you, I believe, because you have it to was. manage two different... Uh, Things, right? It was. Wait, uh, so can you please provide a brief overview of your career at Wipro and the various roles that you have held <laughs> over the years? See, I started when I joined Wipro. I started as a developer, mm -hmm. uh, ASP, VB, .NET. Mm -hmm. These were the technologies that okay. I was put in. Uh -huh. uh, it was not my option. So, uh -huh. uh, but once I started to develop the applications, then I became an architect. Oh. and uh, became an architect. From there, I moved into pre-sales. So from pre-sales, I moved into account management, and then I became a director, and then I became a general manager. Right. So it's a continuous uh, learning journey, mm -hmm. uh, which enabled me to uh, grow. So what initially attracted you to work at Wipro, and how did your journey with that company begin? Okay, you already said, is there anything that you want to add uh, for this question? Definitely. So I think uh, the interesting thing, uh, in our campus interview, there were like a lot of companies came mm -hmm. in, right? Uh, at the same time, we had TCS, Infosys, uh, Wipro, HCL, uh, IBM. Accenture was not there in India at the time, mm -hmm. uh, but other ca companies came in. The only reason I selected Wipro was 
two things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew, 66% of our entire Wipro's profitability goes to community. Oh. So okay. if I do well anything, if I'm able to bring business and generate profits, all of that money goes to our community. Oh. And in turn, they sponsor people like us who cannot afford to do. Mm-hmm. And I want Wipro to continue that journey. Oh. Right? And that is the reason all of their profit uh, goes to the community. And then that's one of the reasons that I like to continue to work for Wipro. Mm-hmm. And uh, also it's uh, integrated where they were able to, integrated program where they were able to sponsor my masters. Curious to know that like 60%, 66% of yeah. it goes to community. That's something new that I learned today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Ajim Premji and his son uh, Rishal mm-hmm. Premji are very humble. They don't communicate about it so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that it, there's so much to learn from them actually. With Ajim Premji is that he's the most humble man mm-hmm. on earth, I would say. And, you know, he has got billions of dollars with him. He has given the jobs for over 250,000 or maybe 300,000 people Mm -hmm. across the globe. But when you talk to him, you do not even see any of it. So that's the, you know, learning or experience that I have with uh, Ajim Premji. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to uh, Rishal Premji, he's the most dynamic person. When I was, when uh, we were walking together in Toronto downtown, Uh It was very tough for me to catch up with his uh, pace. Oh, he's like he walks fast, he thinks fast, he's dynamic. I mean, he's the chairman for us. Yeah. I think he needs to have all of those things to drive like two hundred and seventy thousand people mm-hmm. uh, lives, right? So, so both are completely different. I think uh, which are rightly uh, balanced. That's good to know about them. <laughs> so. Coming to the second one, like how have you seen Wipro evolve and grow during your tenure? It's an interesting journey mm-hmm. uh, that Wipro is going through. When I joined, uh, I think they were around 50,000 employees. Okay. And now it's a 250,000 employees. So that's almost like a 400% growth mm-hmm. in the last uh, 20 years. Mm-hmm. What it means that anybody associated with the company can also grow with that. And it has evolved as in a small Indian offshore vendor to one of the dynamic digital transformation company. Mm-hmm. So I could see the evolution and then I could also see myself changing with the company, growing with the company. So what do you think, like what parameters have affected, uh, you know, in the growing of the company? Two things I would look at. it. Mm-hmm. One, leadership. Mm-hmm. Who is running the company? Who is mm-hmm. the CEO? Who is the CEO? Who is the chairman? That drives mm-hmm. because all of us like 250,000 employees drive everyday activity based on the vision that they set it based on where they want us to take us in the next 20 years next 30 years mm-hmm. how do they see us serving the customer how do they see us growing right so that everything this is what drives everything right mm-hmm. number one number two it's a culture of the company you know, it's one of the phenomena which actually drives how you do, what you do, mm-hmm. how do you respond, how do you communicate. This is all depends on the culture of the company. Mm-hmm. So those two things are important. How did your roles and responsibilities change over years? So that is one of the questions which I got from Instagram. How it changed? I think it's a natural evolution. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate to have great mentors mm-hmm. and great leaders. Mm-hmm. And... And more importantly, my colleagues mm-hmm. who kind of uh, helped me to uh, learn every day. Mm-hmm. See, when I was a developer, mm-hmm. right, I started to develop the applications 
and able to communicate with the customer and slowly evolved myself into you know architect you do not even realize when you became an architect okay right and then this has started to see that i'm able to develop the architect then they made me as an architect as an example mm -hmm. and then slowly then from there i moved into pre-sales because now they've started to ask me to put in front of the customer and sell it to the customer build the solutions with the customer mm -hmm. so i moved into pre-sales so it's a natural evolution uh, that I've gone through. And there's no particular point, okay, from today, you're an architect, or today, you're a pre-sales consultant, or today, you're a director, or today, you're a general manager. It, it happened naturally. Okay, so was there any challenges that you faced uh, during your evolve? Challenge, that, that's going to be, probably I can spend like uh, 10 days uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> talking about that. Uh, multiple things. Mm -hmm. The first thing is that I was in a perception, if you, Technically, if you're technically strong, mm -hmm. that it'll be good. It'll mm -hmm. be all right. Mm -hmm. That's a myth. Being technically strong, being, I mean, when I say technically, it's not just a technology, but it's yeah, an, whatever the job that you're doing it. If you do a good job, that's a basic criteria. Mm -hmm. That's nothing more than it. But you need to have combination of communication skills, mm -hmm. being strategic, being humble, and being collaborative mm -hmm. across those four areas as i continue to evolve few things that i've learned mm -hmm. there are a few challenges that i faced and the moment i realize some of those challenges i have to fix it myself for me to grow mm -hmm. so that's the uh, key thing and you know one of the stuff that i would young professionals it while you're all doing your hard work in your own stream plus be focusing on or focus on communication skills it changes everything mm -hmm. while a lot of the people may perceive communication is just now like a tip of the iceberg it is not tip of the iceberg mm -hmm. communication skills helps you to communicate your thoughts effectively mm -hmm. perceive what you want to perceive in the future mm -hmm. and grow with that mm -hmm. it changes everything mm -hmm. right i come from a telugu medium background when I joined Wipro, I could not even speak in English, mm -hmm. right? The biggest challenge that I had was to communicate with my colleagues, communicate with my lead. Mm -hmm. That has been our biggest challenge. I think I'm still lacking significant communication uh, uh, challenges or communication capabilities. Mm -hmm. I'm not that articulate. Yeah. I do want to improve that. So, do you have any suggestions for people who are really bad at communication skills? See, there's nothing called bad at communication okay, skills. Like, let's say like, okay. Mm -hmm. I would not say bad. Mm -hmm. I would say, see, I grew up in Telugu medium. Mm -hmm. So, I never had an opportunity to okay, speak yeah. in English. So, am I bad in my communication? May not be, no, but yeah, yeah. I may not be articulate my thoughts in English. Mm -hmm. That was my challenge. See, the biggest thing is that do not shy. First of all, acknowledge that you have no problem. Understand that you have to improve that. Know that that is going to shape your life. Once you clear in your brain that this is important, then identify various mechanisms to help you cope up with the challenge. For some people, you know, you, you were mentioning one of the biggest challenges that you had was in a communication and you started this podcast to, for you to come out yeah, of it. Yeah, that is fine. So that was your solution. Yep. Brilliant idea. For some reason, for some people, it could be watching movies. Mm -hmm. For some people, it could be reading books. Some people, it could be watching some news or reading newspaper. Or you will have to figure it out. Okay. There's nothing called, okay, you do this and then it will help you. you know, even today, 
I am um, following a lot of the English communication uh, trainers on mm -hmm. Insta. So when you open my Insta, okay. you will see a lot of those English training uh, thing. Mm -hmm. Because every day I am learning. And uh, my alerts, my applications that I have, uh, vocabulary, mm -hmm. my lexicon is too poor. Mm -hmm. And especially my base lexicon uh, is extremely small. My focus is to improve that base lexicon, mm -hmm. right? And strengthen the lexicon. And you could do that, you know, there are so many applications that can send you uh, a one day, uh, one word every day as an example. Yeah. So when I wake up in the morning, the first alert that I see is that, okay, this is the word that you will have to learn. Mm -hmm. It's not that I'm learning one word every day. I mean, I wish, mm -hmm. uh, but constantly I'm creating an environment where enabling me to learn, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, one of the channel for us, we spend a lot of the time is mobile. Mm, yeah. So my mobile is completely filled with applications or, you know, if I, if you open my YouTube channel, you'll see those uh, subscribe channels which mm -hmm. are related to communication. How do you effectively articulate? Mm -hmm. Right. So you will have to create an environment that could help you. That's a great session. I think I'll be implementing like the sessions that you told me. So maybe <laughs> I'll be improving as well. And if if you come up, you know, as I said, you know, I was really impressed mm -hmm. the way the step that you took to start the podcast. I was thinking, shit, that's a good idea. Yeah, like somehow, you know, I just landed up in because like back then I used to, you know, uh, do a educational videos where I used to teach related to cloud programming as well as you know chatbots like related to the technology. Yeah, because I was really interested in that. And even parallel, I used to keep it in my Instagram channel. And recently, I also started reading books and also writing books as well. <laughs> Brilliant. I saw that. So I also started creating motivational videos. So there is a book called Eat the Frog. So procrastination. Ah, procrastination. So that is how I started doing those videos as well. Maybe like at least one person is motivated by that. I think that helped, that helped me a lot, right? No, oh, definitely. So, you already motivated me, by the way. And by the way, so another one. One of the biggest uh, thing that I could never ever achieve is reading books. I bought like 100 books in my house mm -hmm. right now, but it's very hard for me to focus, set and finish that. But I'm not leaving the challenge. I'm going to be continuously pursuing that. Because even back then I was really bad at reading the books, but somehow I thought, okay, let's start it. And I just started the books. I ordered like around four to five books. The first book that I started was Psychology of Money. Because I used to invest in. Uh, I think stocks. I just bought that last month. That uh, oh, okay. <laughs> psychology that of money. Is really good. You're yeah. learning a lot of things. So every chapter that I learn, I have made a reel and I just kept in the YouTube so that everyone can learn from that. Brilliant. So that's what motivates me. Like I can teach everyone as well as you know I learn myself as well. Got it. So that is how I started doing them. Good. Thanks for so, sharing. See. Uh, there are a lot of things uh, that I need to you know <laughs> learn. I think, you know, that that's where 50% of the problem is solved. The moment you acknowledge that I have a problem, that I need to resolve it, 50% mm -hmm. of the challenge is gone. Okay. A lot of the people accepting that there is a problem with us are not, need not be problem with us, but there's an area that we need to improve is a, it's a big challenge. Once you accept that, 50% uh, of the challenge is that gone. That is where everything starts. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of conversation for this topic, that's really good maybe a lot of things uh, our uh, subscribers will be learning from that definitely so coming to the next one how did you approach leadership and team management within a large organization like wipro wipro being the large organization mm -hmm. it actually creates an opportunities mm -hmm. for us to lead that mm -hmm. 
because the company is growing and you're part of that growth, it naturally creates an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So when you're choosing in a company, I mean, I'm not saying you should not work for startups, by the way, you should work mm -hmm. for startups and there's a different uh, ability that they have it, there's something else you'll learn it. But when you choose the large organizations like Wipro or any other companies, you need to know that it's going to create a lot of opportunities for you. Be prepared yourself. Mm -hmm. Right, so it's a, it's a natural process in a lot of these large companies. Great, uh, great to know that. So, how, like, as a leadership role, like, how do you manage a lot of people under you? So, is it difficult to manage? Like, how do you do that? I think if you are part of the technology industry mm -hmm. or IT, you must be fortunate. Okay. Because if I look at next fifty years and hundred years, one of the largest thing that can continue, that will continue, perhaps that will. Uh, increase maybe 10 times or 20 times is mm -hmm. the industry of technology. Agree. So being part of that industry, you know, IT itself is a thing. And then if you are looking at which industry that I have to go, I would by default suggest you to go for an IT industry. If you have an option, please go ahead with the IT because that can create a long-term prospects for you, mm -hmm. right? Um, and uh, the second question is about staying, sticking back to one. Same other. company, yeah. See, when you're looking at a company, it's not about how long that is. It's you have to look at a mutual relationship. Mm -hmm. Is company helping me mm -hmm. in my career, mm -hmm. in my knowledge increase, in my pay package, as an example, yeah. in my career promotions and everything? At the same time, is company gaining value mm -hmm. from me? Mm -hmm. How am I helping the company to improve their, let's say, customer satisfaction? Mm -hmm. Are build new products, or build new services, mm -hmm. or improve their top line, or improve their bottom line, right? How am I directly co contributing? Am I really adding value to the company? See, it's a constant thing that you have to keep checking. Mm -hmm. If one of them is not happening, probably that's not the time. That's not the company that you should work for because one of them is not happening. Mm -hmm. The moment both of them are continuing at the same time, you, there is no reason for you to stick. So fortunate for me, uh, I'm very lucky uh, that Wipro was able to uh, give me opportunities, mm -hmm. challenges every day, promote me as often as they could, mm -hmm. take care of my package, maybe more than I deserve. I feel, uh, I think, you know, looking at some of these packages or promotions, am I really deserving this? Is it not too early? You know, mm -hmm. that's a position that they put me in, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I feel fortunate for that. So... Coming to the next one, are there any lessons or experiences that you believe are crucial for career development? I think, you know, if, if you're working for any corporate, mm -hmm. it's important that you need to understand what drives the company. Mm -hmm. There are companies that drives innovation. Mm -hmm. There's the companies about the growth. Mm -hmm. There are companies about addition of uh, new products and new introduction of new products and new services or profitability. Mm -hmm. Once you understand what is the core thing that drives the company and understand your role and how can I contribute directly to that particular thing, being very clear in the hierarchical structure. Mm -hmm. Let's say I'm just picking up an example. In my you know, yeah. I knew I was a developer then I was no, you know, uh, I have now tech lead, I have an architect, I've got a PM, I've got a director, I've got a GM, I've got a VP, I've mm -hmm. got an SVP. Mm -hmm. 
I was very early part of my career, I kind of understood where the path of growth mm -hmm. is. Once you understand the, the path, mm -hmm. put in a, uh, you know, identify in a mark there. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to be VP in 15 years. I'm just picking up an example. Mm -hmm. Whether that happens or not happens, it does not really matter. But once you know that I want to be a VP in 15 years, then you have to start understanding what it takes to be a VP, right? What are the capabilities that they need it? Yeah. Today, you might be developer, yeah. but once you start understanding by knowing the capabilities that you require to be VP, mm -hmm. naturally, you will start moving in the direction. It may not happen in 15 years, but I can bet with you it may happen in at least 20 years or 25 years. If you try for sure, yeah. But the thing is, a lot of the people is, okay, I'm a developer today. Let me just work on development for next two, three years. Okay, let me become a team lead. Mm -hmm. And then once you become a team lead, then you, the next one is, let, I'm just picking up an example, maybe a project manager, maybe an architect or mm -hmm. something. Your level of exposure is only that next role. Mm -hmm. You need to have in a long-term exposure. Yeah. The moment you have in a long-term exposure, you'll start creating the capabilities to become that. I think uh, the next one would be like, can you share some uh, challenges you have faced during your career and how did you overcome them? I think that is what we discussed. Yeah, so we ta talked about the yeah. you know communication challenges, mm, being yeah. strategic, collaborative, some of those uh, things that I came across, we yeah. talked about, yeah. right? I think one advice that I can give it to anybody mm -hmm. or maybe I'll, let me stay, uh, share a story. Mm -hmm. So when I joined Wipro, because I came from telemedium background, mm -hmm. I could not communicate uh, effectively and my team lead used to call me in front of six seven people mm -hmm. and he used to make me speak in english and then obviously i couldn't communicate and everybody used to start laughing mm -hmm. and that used to be the trend for one year two years yeah. it was extremely embarrassing and you can imagine i mean yeah. people were making fun of you i mean making you as a part of that you know comedy show right but i never got discouraged for that i know it was stressful for me mm -hmm. But I realized that it is a problem with me. I am the one who gave them an opportunity to make fun of me. So the world would always be full of people that could use your weaknesses to make fun of you. And that's where I started to, why should I give them my weakness? How can I become stronger? Now, since that day, I mean, since then, I started to learn English. Mm -hmm. Even today, I will never leave. I think maybe I'll take 30 more years to become good, uh, good, perfect in English. So I will never stop learning. I would look at every challenge as an opportunity to make you stronger. It is a stressful situation to go through those challenging moments. But trust me, it's going to help you. That is where it's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you better. Embrace the challenges. Thanks for sharing your uh, journey, Anujip. Thanks, thanks for that. And uh, coming to the next one, uh, so how do you see the role of technology evolving and what opportunities do you see for professionals in this field? I, I think, you know, as I said, uh, let's say oil and gas industry mm -hmm. may not even be there maybe 30 years, 50 years mm -hmm. or 100 years down the line. Or a lot of the industries may going down in the future. Mm -hmm. But one industry that's going to be growing faster, stronger is technology. Yeah. 100% technology is going to be there. If you've not converted into technology industry, it's time that you should know, right? It is, you know, IT industry has become a vast industry. There are so many sub-verticals mm -hmm. or technologies mm -hmm. 
there are ERP technologies, there are Java, there's .NET or SharePoint or Salesforce. So there is yeah. no, you know, Oracle Fusions are coming in as an example. Mm -hmm. There's an AI is coming in. And within mm -hmm. an AI, you've got a generative AI. There is no, you know, oh, there are like 15 different types of AI. And you pick up any of the technology, there are 15 different variations. So if, and then, for example, you are into cybersecurity. Yeah. And within cybersecurity, there are what, 15 different uh, uh, there's a threat hunting, there's no uh, cyber monitoring, incident management and antivirus, yeah. there's no, you know, there's so many types that you have within the industry that creates great opportunities mm -hmm. uh, for everyone in the industry. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, coming to the next one, since you have undertaken various roles in your career, which role interests you most and why? I think every role that I'm picking it up is new. Okay. And uh, as I said, it's very because once they put you in that position, you have to understand that role. You have to learn so much mm -hmm. of it. You have to evolve yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to adopt the the demands of that particular role. Mm -hmm. So they never gave me a chance to think about other roles or everything. So the moment they put you in the thing, and then I'll get busy in uh, learning okay. about thing. By the time I kind of get comfort in that role, okay. they they're putting you into the next challenge. Okay. So because because every role has lot to learn mm -hmm. it's always been interesting is there any specific role that interests you more i'll say all trust oh. me trust me because every role comes with a different uh, responsibilities. uh responsibilities and different challenges right you know when i was a developer mm -hmm. i had to learn about dot i started with a vb and then immediately dotnet came into the picture okay. i'm like you know i've just started to learn asp and then now you introduce a new platform dotnet at that time mm -hmm. right and then i started to learn dotnet and then they introduced sharepoint in that mm -hmm. and then i started to learn sharepoint then in, they introduced uh bistock as now okay. middle um, middleware middle, platform okay. as an example now i started to learn all of these technology then they hey you became an architect why don't you start doing the role right so every time there's so much to learn mm -hmm. and which made it interesting and every i can tell you all the roles that i performed are very interesting mm -hmm. that's good to know that uh, every role interests you so how about like the present role like what responsibilities that you have and uh, can you please share something about definitely it? so as a part of my current role mm -hmm. i manage the transportation business of wipros canada's Mm -hmm. Right. Anything that is related to the transportation industry, the, uh, the customers that we serve mm -hmm. are part of it, which means uh, managing the customer uh, obligations, mm -hmm. growing the business, mm -hmm. uh, taking care of the employee satisfaction, mm -hmm. taking care of the customer satisfaction, mm -hmm. evolving yourself to be more relevant for the future, mm -hmm. making the decisions to invest for the future, mm -hmm. right? Building in a stronger team that could actually drive in a sustainable business. Mm -hmm. And there are like multiple things that uh, that are part of the current responsibilities. And uh, coming to the next one, why don't big companies like Wipro create their own products to compete with Google and Microsoft? It goes back to the uh, strategy mm -hmm. of the chairman mm -hmm. or the CEO. So they're the ones who decides the path, saying that, okay, this is the industry that I'm in. This is the particular stream of the company that I would like to de develop. Mm -hmm. I think Rishad Premji or Rajim Premji on theory would have chosen, okay, I want to be an IT services company. I want it to be this, but I want to be good in this. Mm -hmm. For you to be become like in a B2C after product companies like Google, Microsoft, and other mm -hmm. stuff, that requires a completely different strategy altogether. Mm -hmm. that, that requires a different leadership style, that requires a different culture, mm -hmm. right? And they have to develop that. Mm -hmm. Right, but I think you know, our chairman and then uh, CEO 
has made a decision to be in the IT services industry, but bring in digital transformation, innovations, uh, some of these modern technologies, and that's where they opted to be here. But coming back to that, you know, I did, uh, you know, interestingly, mm -hmm. I did raise this question okay. uh, to our CEO oh. sometime back when, uh, I don't know if you remember, Facebook acquired WhatsApp at a particular point of time. Yeah. The market evaluation, uh, evaluation at that time was $13 billion, yeah. right? I, I think yeah. 13 or $14 billion. Mm -hmm. And then we were, I think we were a $4 billion company at the time, mm -hmm. but we had more employees than WhatsApp. Okay. And then I was thinking, uh, you know, I had this question to the CEO. We had almost 120,000 people mm -hmm. and WhatsApp did not even have more than like 5,000 people or 4,000 yes. people. Yeah. But they got evaluated at a $14, $15 billion, which means there's a lot of money to be made in the B2C business than in a B2B business that we are in today. Mm -hmm. yep. Right. So, and that's where they said it's the strategy that every company decides. Okay. Our chairman, who's the who owns a significant uh, uh, mm -hmm. investments, mm -hmm. so sixty-seven percent. Mm -hmm. I think they made the uh, decision to be in this particular business. Mm -hmm. However, at the same time, Rishad is also making uh, some investments in startups. Okay. In California or in uh, across the world, mm -hmm. right? Those that's in a completely a uh, different business altogether. Mm -hmm. Right, but he's making investments in some of those startups. Oh, that's good to know. Since you spoke about the shares, like, is it segregated to even employees? Like, how does uh, the shares work in Wipro? So, yes, employees, not every employee, but there's an band that you all have to be eligible for. Mm -hmm. And then, then you'll start getting the shares. Okay. Those employee shares that they mm -hmm. talk about it. That's in addition to what your publicly listed shares and then uh, owners own the thing. So, there's mm -hmm. a dedicated quota that is being driven for the employees. Mm -hmm. Thanks, uh, thanks for saying that. <laughs> and uh, coming to the next one, when will the market open and how do you anticipate this year will be for hiring? Late last year, mm -hmm. we all thought 2024 would be bad. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the companies have started to prepare for the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And you may have noticed in Canada, the last quarter of last year, they started to fire a lot of the people. Now we started to see that with the GDP in control and then other global economy changes, I think we started to see positive signs and it may not be as worse as we thought about this year, last year. Okay. So comparatively, I think this year would be better. Better than what we anticipated. Okay. It may not be better than, it may not be the year where things would be completely different. Mm -hmm. No, but it would be better than uh, what we anticipated, I think uh, the market will start picking up from jobs perspective. Again, this is my personal view. Mm -hmm. Maybe in the month of May and uh, you know April and May could be the times. And uh, coming to the next one, how can we get a reference from a professional like you? And what factors do you consider when giving a referral to a student or a professional? The referral for student is a little different uh, uh, perspective than the uh, you know mm -hmm. with the people with experience. Mm -hmm. Students, it's going to be a little tough mm -hmm. because companies like Wipro or any of these companies, hiring students directly from the market is not normal. Yeah. They go through campus interviews. They have relationships established across all the universities, mm -hmm. like either top, top tier, uh, top 10 uh, uh, university or top 20 universities. 
typically they prefer to go there, pick up the students from the universities and create a path for them to grow in the future. But it's very, I've not seen much picking up uh, students from the market directly as an interview. Mm -hmm. That used to be maybe 20 years back, you know, back, but now it's tough. So it's going to be tough for the students who are open in the market, mm -hmm. looking for uh, opportunities like the pro or any other companies, mm -hmm. you know, established companies. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to professionals, the referral goes back to, is there an opportunity? Okay. Number one, because most of the times, if you have an opportunity, open position, referring to that open position is much more easier than typically referring, okay, I know you, Ravi. Now let me go and refer you to Wipro. But who in Wipro? Where in Wipro? Right? It doesn't happen like that. Mm -hmm. But if I know, hey, Ravi, there is a particular cyber-related opportunity. Mm -hmm. I know you personally. I know you've, you've done well in the job. I have confidence in you that you can do better in this one mm -hmm. it's going to help you and it's going to help the customer you know company mm -hmm. then that's where i feel hey ravi there's an opening is it relevant for you do you want to apply for it mm -hmm. right and uh, referral is one of the uh, biggest source of people people joining the company in addition to directly you know open positions yeah. right uh, so let's say uh, for example LinkedIn, let's say there is a person whom you don't know he contacted uh, through linkedin so what things that you look into? I think, you know, before I refer, I typically evaluate myself mm -hmm. and uh, I know if there's a common link that I'll talk to them, whether they've, uh, okay. how is that? And, you know, there are some background because I'm personally referring you. Mm -hmm. I, I put it in Wipro saying that I know Ravi and then I'm referring to this position. Mm -hmm. While yes, they do have to do mm -hmm. evaluation. Uh, in terms of the technical abilities and then suitability, your aptitudes, your communication skills and everything. They'll do all of their formalities. But for me to refer to them, but I do have to, uh, you know, have a chat mm -hmm. with you. And then I do have to believe that you might be suitable for that position. Mm -hmm. If I personally do not believe that you are suitable, I may not be referring, right? So having that open dialogue would always help. Great. So first, like, we have, we have to have that conversation with the person. Yeah. Great. Thanks for letting me know that. Anytime. And uh, coming to the next one, what strategies would you employ to maintain a balance between work and your personal life? That's a that's a funny question, I would say, uh -huh. because there's a so much debate happening, and there are different views that are, people have uh -huh. about the work-life balance, and all of them are valid, by the way, uh -huh. because that's a very personal question uh, to everyone because it is defined based on individuals. Right. But for me, there are two things that you have to address. Okay. Right. Number one, uh, do I believe personally mm -hmm. that I have a problem with my work-life balance? Then addressing that is number one. The second perspective or second thing that you have to look at, the people important for you, like whether your parents, whether your cousins, you know, your brothers, sisters, or your spouses, or your, your girlfriend or boyfriend, or whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? Do they believe that I'm having challenges with work-life balance? Okay. The strategies to do these two are completely different. Because if it is the second one, mm -hmm. you're dealing with the perception. Then the strategies to clear that perception is completely different. But if you personally believe that I do have a problem mm -hmm. in work-life balance, then I have to identify and fix that. Okay. Right? In my case, 
I do not believe I have a work-life balance issue. Okay. Because I'm very passionate. Mm -hmm. Okay. I if I feel like working now, mm -hmm. doesn't matter whether it's a midnight, 4 a.m., mm -hmm. 3 a.m., 2 a.m. does not really matter. Okay. I just go and then work. Mm -hmm. Because that gives me satisfaction. That gives me happiness. Mm -hmm. Am I saying everybody should be doing it? No. But if I feel stressed, I take off. Mm -hmm. I just do a lot of DIYs mm -hmm. just to take out my stress. So I found my own mechanism to cope up with those stress and balances. So I personally believe I've got a perfect balanced life, okay. which may be a different view for my, <laughs> you know, my family may have a different view, right? So okay. I do have to fight on that challenge. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. And uh, coming to the next one, have you found any difference in working in India and Canada? And in your opinion, which is better? There are so many differences. Mm -hmm. And um, I will not say which one is better. Mm -hmm. I would say every country has its uh, its DNA. Okay, uh, agree. Yeah. And how do you take the advantage of that DNA? Mm -hmm. How do you understand that? And then how do you leverage that strength of that particular country for your own benefit? Mm -hmm. Right? So when I grew up with, uh, grew up in India, mm -hmm. when I was a developer, I had my team lead sitting next to me. Okay. The moment the mo I stuck in my coding in somewhere or any technical challenges, I've got like four other people who could help me to move on. That accelerates your learning. Okay. But when it, comes to Canada, I haven't seen that culture. Okay. The culture in Canada, they focus more of on a, a communicating effectively, focusing on managing your stakeholders, thinking about strategic, mm -hmm. uh, thinking about a vision, having a clear plan, clear schedules. So something that I've learned in India, mm -hmm. something that I've learned here. Okay. So that's where I'm, I'm using the best of uh, both the countries. Nice. What about uh, you have also worked in San Diego, right? Like, what about it? Santiago, yeah. So, <laughs> that's a completely different uh, culture altogether. Okay. I mean, that was very interesting uh, because people in Latin America, for them, work is maybe a fifth, fifth criteria. All the other ones are related to uh, life. Mm -hmm. For them, football is, uh, you know, priority. Music is priority. Mm -hmm. uh, personal relationship, I mean, you know, uh, family is, uh, you know, uh, priority. Mm -hmm. Vacations are priority. Because you need all of them, mm -hmm. your yeah. job is required. Yeah. So that's where it comes. Whereas the culture in uh, uh, Canada or India is very competitive. For them, mm -hmm. work is at least in the top one or top two priorities, right? So that, there's no, it's a different culture. But while I do love India and Canada, of course, um, but Chile is one of the best country to uh, work in. Oh, because because the perspective of life mm -hmm. is completely different there. It's it's an amazing culture. This is something new that I've learned, like the second thing that I've learned uh, in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. And uh, coming to the next one, what do you do in your free time? Do you have any interesting hobbies? I I started to discover, you know, thanks to my wife, uh, mm -hmm. she pushed me to uh, do, you know, renovate my washroom, one of my washroom, mm -hmm. and then I was not even aware of how to do any of the stuff. Then I started to bring a lot of the tools, okay. like miters, uh, tables, uh, you know, jigs, uh, whatever the sauce, all right. Then I started to, uh, you know, get into the, you know, DIY, do it mm -hmm. yourself, mm -hmm. 
and then everything that you see around the house yeah. whether it's uh, those wall panels or cupboards or the livage tables mm -hmm. the bar that you saw mm -hmm. right everything was done by ourselves so that really helped me to uh, work oh, it worked as no stress busters so how much time do you invest in this it's not in a how much time okay you know almost every month we pick up one project okay right okay this this month our project is cupboards okay. i'm just picking up an example mm -hmm. right we pick up that we start learning about that we start understanding how do you do it what materials uh, uh, you know you need it or what so uh, you know uh, what tools that you need it and it's not that i have to complete that work right whenever i feel like whenever i feel like stressed out mm -hmm. i go invest one hour there okay maybe over the weekend maybe four hours as an example but whenever i keep getting the time now i have something to do i i focus on that so there's nothing like how much time it you know, whenever i feel like it's not again i don't want to create that as an stress for me to complete that right because i'm okay. using that as an stress buster uh -huh. so i'm limiting that as well right it like uh, saying that <laughs> so coming to the final question <laughs> finally do you have any suggestions for students or professionals who want to join wipro or any other company in general you know i would Mm -hmm. I would definitely recommend uh, mm -hmm. to join Wipro mm -hmm. by default mm -hmm. because it's a company with a pure purpose. Mm -hmm. Not every company has that defined purpose. Mm -hmm. So if you are passionate about technology, mm -hmm. if you are if you have got entrepreneurial spirit, mm -hmm. if you are thinking about innovating something differently mm -hmm. and Wipro is a company to join. right 100% mm -hmm. but i'm a, i am not passionate about technology mm -hmm. i don't have future aspirations i don't want to work for a company with a purpose of, of course wipro is not suitable okay what is interview process in wipro so the, again it goes back to the you know open positions first you know careers.wipro.com across the globe we i think we are there in over 60 countries mm -hmm. across the globe based on the location based on the city you can actually choose mm -hmm. you can see the list of the real time uh, jobs mm -hmm. that are go ahead and if you know anybody in wipro reach out to them saying that hey let's say in toronto i found this opportunity i believe i have the capabilities mm -hmm. the best way to is to find out reach out to some of the employees so it's faster mm -hmm. otherwise the other route is also faster mm -hmm. but this could help you or uh, accelerate or mm -hmm. uh, much faster right than the other one right uh, so once you reach out to them it's easy they'll go through the interview mm -hmm. in uh, most of the scenarios there are typically three rounds of interviews okay may it depends on the customer may become five rounds as well mm -hmm. the first typically is uh, to technical round whether you're qualified for the job or not mm -hmm. once the level 1 is completed then it goes to level 2 once level 2 is computer completed then goes to the hr round where they'll check your you know your matching with the culture whether you fit in the right uh, organization and those ones and then they, it depends on the customer some of the customers are also wants to interview on behalf of you know because mm -hmm. the, at the end of the day you would be working for them so it's 3 to 5 rounds mm -hmm. okay uh, thanks for letting us know i think uh, this is the end of the podcast so any suggestion for our subscribers or uh, anything that you want to share i think uh, first thank you so much for your time i had an opportunity to share with you my learnings i'm really passionate about the technology 
and helping some of the young professionals in the industry because there are so much so many challenges that i've gone through learnings that i've gone through i don't want anyone to go through all of them i want you to make the right choices because every choice that you make in early your career will directly impact your long term aspirations and i was really inspired by you what you've done mm-hmm. uh because learning is the one thing can never stop the moment you stop learning you're almost dead there's no relevance for you in the world and when i saw your videos what you're doing that's where i said you know i was it's my privilege uh, to be part of it because it's an it's an opportunity for me to uh, learn with you and then also share but thank you for everything that you're doing thanks thanks for uh, being a part of my podcast Anytime. and helping my uh, followers and the subscribers uh, your knowledge Anytime. thanks for that so thanks everyone uh, so this is the end of the podcast so if you've not subscribed to my channel please do subscribe to my channel and please share the video thanks everyone thank you